0: Writing a book can be a lonely process. You might envision it as you sitting at your desk, tucked away in your office, not speaking to anybody else for hours on end. Doesn't sound like much fun, does it? Well, there is a way to do this differently. Welcome to the Unbound Writers Club. This is a place to retreat from the muggle ways of the world and be with fellow magical beings, to receive insights about how to write a transformational book in a way that lights you up, and also to hear from other writers who are finding new ways. The Unbound Writers Club is for anyone who's curious about writing a transformational book, or maybe you're somebody who's already written one, but want to find a new way of making it a richer process. You'll feel at home here if you are willing to embark on the book writing process as transformative in itself. This is a space for deep divers, people who believe in magic and those who know that you can change the world one book at a time. I'm your host, Nicola Humber, and I'm so delighted you're here. Come in make yourself comfortable and let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Unbound Writers Club. In today's episode, you are in for a treat because I am joined by my friend and Unbound writer, Lola Faimi. Lola is a transformation specialist, leadership coach, and writer. She works with cycle breakers who are pioneering new ways in their life, family, business, or work. Leaders who are taking a stand for something bigger than themselves, led by the stirrings of their soul. Lola supports them in owning their power, living a life in alignment with their authentic self and living their truth not their conditioning. Lola is currently writing her first book which will hopefully be out later in 2021. She is also a contributor to the first ever collaborative book through the Unbound Press 2020, Vision Unbound Perspectives from a Year Like No Other and her piece which was about landing back in her black body is so so powerful we dive into a lot of the themes that come through in that piece and that are also coming through in the writing for her book during this conversation it is always such a joy to speak with her I know you're going to love her (laughs) so let's dive in so Lola welcome
1: to the Unbound Writers Club Thank you for having me, Nicola. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Oh, my goodness. I kind of always say this, but I am really excited about this conversation and what's going to come through. And I always begin in the same place by asking, what does it mean to you to be an unbound writer?
1: (laughs) So the first thing that comes up is everything. Like, it means everything to me because unbound writing Is an an unbound living because for me they're the same thing that resonates with me so much more than how I've been told I'm supposed to be or how I'm supposed to live all that, right? So I have a belief that I really believe in the concept of us like remembering Mm. truth. So even in like the work that I do, I often feel like they know this. Like I'm not teaching them anything new. We just need reminders and stuff like that. So when I first came across this concept, it resonated. It was like, oh, this is language. The, this is how I am this is how I live this is you know so it's extra permission once you've got the language to go with it yeah So it's uh, everything to me
0: and I kind of want to ask you like what does it mean to be a writer
1: I'd like to really oh. claim that for yourself it's a huge deal for me you know I've always been a writer mm. and I don't really feel you know I'm not one of these people that needs to be like because I've I've r- like written all this stuff no, that's not, that's whatever. I feel surplus. <laughs> I've just always felt like, <laughs> I'm not bound by that. No. I've always just felt like a writer. You know, I naturally enjoy writing. I write a lot. Mm-hmm. I journal all the time. I always knew that I'd write a book from when I was young. I'm better at the sort of English. I was always better at school at all the Englishy type subjects. Mm-hmm. They came very easily to me. Bit of a chatterbox. And I process a lot while I write. And I also sort of channel a lot. So I, th- I get, for me um, writing is quite a it's quite a spiritual experience you know Mm -hmm. and I write and I'm often just surprised as I'm writing like oh look at this that's coming out you know so it's who I you know out of all the labels writer is the one so I you know coach the career labels I'm a coach I've been a coach since 2007 and and it is often what I lead with and say I'm a coach but deep down I don't feel like a coach not only yeah right I don't relate to other coaches that well most on, on the whole you know I don't feel part of that tribe I do feel like a writer and I do think writers as well they always they always tend to do other things anyway don't they they always have a variety of backgrounds and that's mine mine is like a coaching background that's all
0: yeah and we met how years a couple of years ago it was
1: October 2019
0: yeah so not even two years ago wow no. and <laughs> you know you mentioned there that you always knew you were you know, when you were talking about being a writer, you always knew you would write a book. Yeah. And I remember when we met, we were on retreat in Spain, and I think we might have been in the pool at the time um, yeah, we <laughs> on the day we arrived. <laughs> and we were talking about like the writing process and books, and and I'm just thinking about your journey with the book that you're writing now, and wow. how it's kind of evolved and shifted over time. And yeah. I just wonder like, if you could speak a little bit about that, what it's been like.
1: Mm. What I would say as well, though, is that for me, <clears throat> it's the process started when I met you at the airport. Oh. So we met at the airport <laughs> and then we got in the cab. And then I was like, oh, so what do you do? And he was like, oh, I run a publishing company. And I knew that that you Noah know in me was like, oh, OK, interesting. <laughs> Maybe this is how this is going to happen. Because so I always never felt like... I never felt like pursuing it or chasing it. Mm. There was just, from a young age, I've always had, I've got a really good in, instincts and my intuition is fucking incredible, surprises myself half the time and I trust it. Mm. And so I always knew there were certain things I knew that I would do, writing is one. And another is like, um, I suppose it's hosting or presenting. And at the time as a kid, I always think it meant like being on TV because obviously that was why you, you existed. I don't know if it's that. I don't feel like I've done it yet. I knew I didn't have to chase it I knew I didn't have to do anything I felt like I'm not supposed to do anything about it though and that's what this felt like so when you showed up it's like oh no when it shows up and then (laughs) there you were and then um yeah we spoke in the pool like you said and you said to me and I'll never forget this is so important I was like I'm gonna write a book I've always known I was gonna write a book I don't know what it's gonna be about and you said oh yeah that's where people go wrong like you're not you don't need to know what your book's gonna be about just Mm -hmm. decide and let the book come through green light This was like the green light, (laughs) like you know. I think I've been waiting for like what I'm going to write my book about, and then here are the frame, the chapters, which is so not me. Mm. So um, the book I'm writing is called Sovereignty: Live Your Truth, Not Your Conditioning, Mm. and it is taking me on quite the ride. My book is like a horse; it's like a wild horse that isn't even supposed to be tamed. I think for a while I was mistakenly trying to tame it, and Losing, but it's like I'm supposed to ride it wild, right? So, this is what I'm doing now. And so, the process of my book was like, Yeah, I didn't know what it was going to be about. Just started writing just before we went into lockdown. But 2020 came around January, and I knew again, it was like, I've got to write my book this year. And then, obviously, COVID happened, and I started to write it. About a month in, I knew what it was about. Sovereignty, I was sovereignty. At first, it was going to be called something like live reclaiming your authentic power, I think, which is what it is, the same thing. But then it changed. It was like, oh yeah, live your truth, not your conditioning. And then basically the book just decided that the best thing that would happen for me would be to just rip all of my conditioning from me. <laughs> 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 Revealing more truth than I've ever seen before in my own, my own life. Yeah. It's incredible where you have I mean it's every everything is conditioning my god it's in everywhere and then we had george floyd murder which was huge and an activation i know those kind of activations when i get them i've had them before and i've acted on them and i've seen what can happen and it was like oh here it is this this is it this is the sort of you know it's almost like you put all the ingredients in the pot and this was like oh we forgot to put the fire on yeah (laughs) it's like oh here's Here's your fire. Yeah. And then it became a real kind of like, oh, live your truth, not your conditioning. Like I've always had a nod to the larger systems that we live in, the oppressive systems that we live in, the white supremacy, the capitalism, the patriarchy, the water that we swim in, the air that we breathe. And then it just got just, I don't know, super real. Something happened. I could feel it. It was, I'm a systems coach as well. So I'm very much about what's going on in all the various systems as well and the world channel as we call it changed I could feel that I mean I wasn't the only one that could feel that but you could you know the backdrop changed like Covid backdrop changed George Floyd backdrop changed so when the backdrop changes it changes it kind of disorients everyone a bit so it was like a spell was broken with Mm. the um, death of George Floyd because it wasn't wasn't new in fact death I don't I just slipped out it wasn't a death it was a murder right yeah but um the spell was broken of not police killing black people that we knew that, but the spell was broken around white supremacy. It was like a layer of white supremacy was revealed in a way that a lot of white people it felt like could see for the first time, mm. and that was incredible i mean i I literally was that, i mean a lot of people of color probably felt the same it was like i mean loads of us were just totally cynical like i and I get it, but you know for the us that were really paying attention and are really sensitive to these things, it's like. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, like they can see it. They can never see it before, you know? And um it changed, the dynamic changed, right? Um, and what I found was that there wasn't there was an opening for a deeper level of healing for people like me, for women of colour and anyone else who really who's really not doing well. no in fact nobody's doing well in these systems, right?
0: Exactly. But um
1: yeah, yeah it's not, but there was something that but we knew. We'd known all, all the time that we weren't doing well. This wasn't news to us. Mm. And there was, I noticed, I was like, oh, there's, some, there's an opportunity to heal here that we've never had before. And I took it. I took it and I ran with it. And that's all in my book as well. And I think where my book's come to now, because I actually haven't written anything for about three months. I've been, like, really living it.
0: Yeah.
1: Where it's got to now is... Um, clarity for me on my audience actually on who i work for and who this book is for Mm. and it can be from wider than that but in who i'm writing it for right now is for women of color that's who i'm writing it for It's for our sovereignty yeah it's for us to live our truth not our conditioning whether that's our cultural conditioning whether that's our individual conditioning or whether it's the systemic internalized conditioning and it's about sovereignty which is about not acting in not acting like against those systems yeah it isn't there isn't two choices like go with it or go against it Mm -mm -mm. there's a whole other much more powerful choice of just kind of living from within yourself you know as yourself deeply anchored to your truth and what's important to you and but not in a way that we are pretending that there aren't very real structures that exist outside of ourselves um, that affect us so that's where we are now and I work a lot with masculine and feminine energies. So that's my doorway on top of that <laughs> so it's um helping people come into that that's always just been my thing for some reason it's like that's how I help all this complexity actually fits really simply in my eyes into mm. a model of wounded and healthy masculine and feminine energy that yeah. lives within us and actually without us as well in our relationships and all this kind of stuff and really knowing what Yours is being very clear because there's a lot of messaging out there around, particularly feminine energy, which is not relatable to me at all. Mm. It's not my feminine energy, darling. Yeah. Mm. And there's a lot of us. It's not so, even like everything's been whitewashed, right? So, even like our spirituality, our coach training, our blah, 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 blah. And I've had problems with all of it for a long time. I didn't recognize it until last year, though. I didn't recognize it was a white supremacy thing. Mm. And then it was really clear. So, of course it was. Yeah. not big enough for me and it's probably not big like women of color don't fit into that we're a lot vaster <laughs> a hell of a lot fucking vaster yeah. so it's kind of like yes and for us a big and you know <laughs> I love
0: that and people can't see it but because <laughs> this is audio only but you know the um, the hand movement with that and you know you speak about a lot of this in your piece for 2020 vision like arriving in my black body and but yeah. like, it's the final piece of the collection because it's just yeah for me as I was putting them together I wanted it to be the piece that people yeah. kind of left the book with that we closed the book with mm. so, so powerful and uh, maybe you've answered this question already but in what you've just shared but like you talk about in the piece like different um, stages of like arriving back in your body and like the final pieces arriving back in your black body like last year with the murder of George Floyd. And like you say, that sense of activation. And I wonder what that means to like be back in your black body as a writer
1: specifically. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm just thinking, I feel like I don't know. Yeah, I actually feel like I don't. That's a great question. What is it like to be back in my body as a black writer? I mean, I think what's definitely happened is the way I'm reading things and the things I'm reading has changed. A friend sent, I've had a lot of gifts. So my, my dad passed away at the end of the year, and so I've had a lot of gifts and, and everyone's been really beautiful and kind. And one of my dear friends sent me a package, and in the package was a book by Audre Lloyd Lord, And it was a, a classic, right? The something about this is terrible I can't sorry I'm so sorry Audrey but it's like something like the master's tools won't will not dismantle the master's house right yeah Mm. yeah yeah. and yeah I'm I'm obviously ready for that now you know I've been aware of that book for a while but I don't force things like I said and so I think at the moment what it's not about what I'm putting out I feel Mm. like it's something about what I'm taking in I also watched I know it's not a woman of color but I watched uh Romesh Ranganathan who I'm a huge fan of <laughs> he mm-hmm. cracks me up and he did I saw something about an interview he did no he did like this kind of documentary about Richard Pryor who had really inspired him as a comedian and Tiffany Haddish was on it as well and in this documentary it was saying that Richard Pryor at first was funny and but he got to a stage where he realized like I'm making my comedy for white people mm-hmm. And he's like, I, I don't want to do that anymore. And so he did that. And Tiffany Haddish did the same thing about her comedy. And I feel like what I'm doing is I'm unconsciously taking in information from writers and not just writers, though, because for me, it's all expression, mm. you know, and probably one of my most favourite forms of expression is comedy. So I've noticed that I've been watching a lot of different types of comedians from different backgrounds, Ronnie Cheng. Adore Ronnie Cheng, like he's brilliant. He's gotta be one of my favorites, man. And people talk about their own culture and their own identity. It's identity that really matters to me, right? Yeah. So when people are not marginalizing their identity and when it's there and they bring it out and they're owning it, I don't know, there's something extremely potent about that for me and inspiring. So I'm only about I'm about to step back into writing again, actually. I can yeah. I felt the little signal this week of like, okay, I'm ready to write for the joy of expression actually right now you know get back on the socials i've got a lot to say i've got nothing i want anyone to buy or promote like it's not about that right now i'm quite busy in my leadership stuff in the corporate world so yeah just for the joy of expression <laughs> so be yeah. we'll see yeah we'll see. yeah
0: that's a really important point though about you know what we take in as well as what we kind of put out what we what we create ourselves um, and that's definitely something that I noticed last year. Like, again, it was like the kind of the the blinkers came off. And it's like looking at all the books on my bookcase and like how like they were, I don't know, like 99 percent by white authors. It's mm. like what and the TV and the like everything. It's like what is going on? This is just yeah. insane. But you know, as you were saying, right, It's like this, it's the water we swim in and I think maybe I had kind of noticed it a little bit before, but last year it was just like, it's just, mm. oh, I don't know what the word is. I don't know what the word is, but it just feels, it just doesn't, feel, it
1: doesn't feel nourishing. Yeah, it's so empty and it it's so is. like we're it's missing like, out. It's like, yeah, just exactly. out. yeah, Yeah. It's yeah. Not, it's just like, come on. When you think about things like, you know, people of colour, I'd even probably particularly say... In the queer community, actually, you know, so have been tr- setting trends for like decades, been inspiring yeah. us all culturally for ages. Mm. You know, without any of this energy, life is boring and bland. Yeah. And yeah. Dry and shitty, right? Yeah. And I get it. I've got the two cultures. I've got the, you know, the British. I'm born and raised in Britain. I'm British, right? I'm South Londoner. That feels much more apt. So I know nothing about the North or any of that. But, um, you know but um (laughs) and then my heritage is nigerian Mm -hmm. so and i grew up with parents not you know probably not steeped hugely in the culture but it was there they can't take it out of them so it you get this unique lens and you get to see (laughs) it's so awful but i always say this every person of color knows in maybe this country maybe in america i don't know you remember when you went to your first english wedding because you would have grown up going to weddings from your own culture. And the first time you went to that, your first English wedding, you are just like, okay, you're thinking it's going to get good at some point, right? Come on, it's going to. How really, Our weddings are so lively, actually celebratory. <laughs> and Then it's like, and it's things like that. And for me, that's kind of how it is. It's kind of like, there's so much more life and vibrancy and spice and, and energy and everything like that, that you get from different cultures. We need that like everybody needs that yeah and not just because you steal it Mm. you know and kind of write mine 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 (laughs) you know I own this now yeah we're missing out man yeah yeah (laughs) exactly and as you're speaking
0: about that actually I'm thinking like back to like towards the beginning of the conversation when you were talking about like when you realized that you could write your book without kind of knowing what it was going to be about and I think you know that kind of similar to what, you know, you were just saying,
1: yes, you know,
0: there's this idea that we can't do anything unless it's like all planned out. And we know exactly what we're going to do and how it's going to unfold and it has to be really neat and tidy and it's like no, <laughs> no that's,
1: not. that's like the marginalization of feminine energy yeah for me as well which I actually for me really all of this stuff is really what that is all about yeah and it shows up in different forms but like even you know so I might use the language of like decolonization mm. but I also I'm aware of other people doing really the same thing and they call it something else. Yeah. And and what you're like, I would say that was a decolonized way of writing a book, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it's just, I mean, whew, I mean, decolonization is amazing. I call it it's almost like rehumanizing, really. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is, right? But like the old wounded masculine energy is so dehumanizing that we need to bring the other bits back we know it as well to bring into balance like we're never going to lose wounded masculine energy I don't I don't personally believe that mm. but it's not supposed to be running roughshod over everything else and in charge and mm. running the shop because that's just not its fucking place.
0: Yeah it's interesting I was speaking with Kathy Skipper who's in the Unbound Writing yeah. Mastermind yesterday Love she's Kathy. on the podcast in the Unbound Writers Club this month as well and you know she was talking about decolonization and her work in that yeah. sense so it's just interesting the way yeah. that's that's coming through so strongly and i don't i didn't have the language for that you know when i was first started working with the idea of unbound and i remember the first time i heard someone talking about decolonization i think it was sam moyo actually that was me too that was the yeah. first time i'd heard that word oh. my loft it was up. Like, oh I was just like I get it
1: yeah. I love it
0: yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. yeah oh wow amazing I didn't
1: know that I was going to necessarily do it I remember thinking yeah I kind of believe in that but I didn't know the extent to which I was going to then that was going to play such an important part in my in my life you know oh my gosh yeah. no but wow. life knew
0: exactly <laughs> knew exactly life put us there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh my goodness like I could literally talk to you (laughs) so coming back to your writing like you said you've just been the call to start writing again Mm. like to express yourself yeah which I just think is always like the only place to start really Mm -hmm. is when we start kind of getting outside of ourselves that we can kind of lose the essence of what's wanting to come through do you have a sense of kind of how the rest of your book writing journey or this book writing journey is going to unfold because I feel like there's going to be others afterwards
1: <laughs> oh there's totally going to be others I mean I've done a lot of writing already yeah and yeah. Um, I think to be fair where I'm at right now is I understand what's going in this book mm. so I feel like I've got the bare bones actually now There's yeah. more than that it's about this book is going to be about introducing my process i can tell i'm mm. be introducing my main process and then there'll be more to come from there i've got a really strong a uh, a strong something coming through at the moment around community and around creating a community the word that's coming through for it at the moment is unconventional literally mm. uh, something called unconventional um because i think that the, you know the community piece is really important when you're i'm so blessed i've got the Unbound community, you know, doing my writing in this way. And then I also have another Revolutionary Rising community, which is all about, which is actually about decolonization of my business and my life. And so the two go fantastically well together. And I'm, I'm kind of building from the ground up again because yeah. I want my business to be a decolonized business. So, I, yeah, it's there. And I think it's that kind of, the first book is Sovereignty, Live Your Truth, Not Your Conditioning. Like I said, Feminine and Masculine, the way I work with it, which is very magical, it shows a lot of conditioning it shows up your condition and it shows up your truth so it's much more so I can feel it in my head it's so much more simple than I want it to be but I also know that I'm super rich and potent and people can't handle that much <laughs> they need they need, need some time to digest this you know it's like it's fine it's fine it's part of me being responsible
0: yeah oh wow I cannot wait for your books to make their way into the world <laughs>
1: I'll come in. I think we're in the second trimester now, babe.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I can you know, I said I can't wait. I can wait. You know, they will happen <laughs> at the perfect time. <laughs> oh, I am so grateful for that time in Spain when we met and connected and that I get to hold space for your book writing journey as it unfolds and yeah, just so grateful for you. Thank you so much, mm. Lola, for listening. Thank to you, Facebook darling. Facebook. Mm. Mm. How can people find out more about you and mm. your work? What's
1: the best way for them to do that? Best way to do that, I would say for now is to follow me on Instagram. So my company is called Boss ass Living, B-O-W-S-A-S-S Living. That's my website too. So bossarsliving.com or Boss on Insta. Just go there. I think you can join my mailing list and things like that. But um yeah, that's yeah. that. Okay. Hmm. We'll pop
0: the links in the show notes you- great. Can find you easily thank you so much for being in the unbound writers club today it's been such a joy and i know we will be having another conversation when the first book comes out so oh yes looking forward to that
1: thank you my love
0: Thank thank you yeah take care